We are in a series called So Will I, and it's very intentional um, for this time, for this season, for our community uh, to have a conversation wrapped around this concept of So Will I. And here's what I mean. So if you've been around Heights long, you know one of the things that Heights is known for is change. Uh, that, That you don't have to be here even the last year, and you go, well, we added this, and we changed that, and this is going on, and um, that, that's normal, but the reason for it is because our God, while he doesn't change in nature and character, is always on the move. Uh, have you noticed God is always advancing forward? And I feel like as a community, it's, it's upon us to mirror image our God and to walk forward in our faith. To walk forward. And, and so knowing that God is calling, I don't know if you sense it, um, but hopefully you've started to pick up on the rumblings and the, the just that God is up to something within the community. That, that God is moving, God is active. And if you've been around um, Heights for a while, that the season of kind of sitting and huddling is over. That, that God is calling us as a community outward And as he calls us outward, because we are a community, because we are a family, we are the collective of believers, the tribe called Heights, so to speak, that that it requires that all of us, as a collective whole, have a so will I moment. But it also requires that individually, we are called to so will I moments. That you have a so will I life. And here's what I mean. You You just sing. If, if the wind goes where you send it, so will I. Like, like, just hang on that for one moment. Like, you ever notice where the wind goes? It could go anywhere. It could end up anywhere. Just, just simply by God sending it to where he wants it to go. Okay, now put that in your life. That what you're saying is, God, I'm not attached to anything or any place, that I will go wherever you send me. That's quite the statement. That's quite the statement. And as a community, we want to be a community, especially where we sit today, going, God, wherever you send us, we're going to go. God, that you make the call on where we go, and and we'll be faithful to, to walk that out. Uh, just, just another line from the song is, um, if you gave your life to love them, if you gave your life to love them, so will I. Like, just, just pause on that one for a second because he gave his life. He, he emptied himself of everything he was. On top of that, he became human. On top of that, he laid down his humanity in an excruciating death for us, for, as the song says, them. And when you say, so will I, what what you're essentially saying is, God, I don't hold anything, including my life, closed-handed. And what I'm actually doing is I'm stepping out. And God, if you take me to the grave, then I'm in. If that's what it takes. God, if you call me there, then, then so will I. That if I physically lay down my life for them, then so, that, that, that's, that's, we need to talk about that. That's a large faith statement. That's a large moment for our community. 
And we believe, we believe that we are called to live by faith. We are called to live by, so will I. We are called to hold everything we have open-handed before the Lord. We are called before this big God to go, God, you choose and I'm in. God, wherever you send us as a community, I'm in because you're God. And so what, what we're looking for in these, um, began a couple of weeks ago, continues on today and into the next couple of weeks, is just a conversation going, how do we prepare our souls? How do we prepare our souls on the individual level to live a so will I life? And, and so today we're going to anchor into this idea of faith. And, and, and what faith looks like in a so will I life. Maybe, maybe just a question to start is, is real simple. Um, what is there in your life today? What is there in your life today that requires faith? What, what is there in your life today that, that you have chose? God has said go and you're, you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm in if you're saying. What is there in your life that if God doesn't come through today, you are going to be left standing going, I stepped out in faith. That, that you're in trouble if God doesn't show up. By the way, we'll see today that, that he always shows up. But, but what is it in your life? What is it in your world? Or are you playing it safe? Or are you hunkered down? Or are you holding on to what you have? And, and you're building your security and, your, and you got everything dialed in. And you know it's predictable and it is safe. I got news for you. That isn't faith. And what we're going to see today is that just by saying I'm a Jesus follower, if you've said yes to Jesus, then there is a call on your life that you are to live by faith. Big, audacious faith. That we as a community, when we say we are Jesus followers, when we say we are the people of God, then there is a big call on our life to not step out by logic, but to step out by faith. That we don't know how it ends. And that's okay. Because we know that God is calling us. And so we're going to follow and we're going to step. And so if you have a Bible, turn to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. As you're, as you're turning there, again, we're just rallying around this conversation of faith, but for the Hebrew people, for, for the, the people this letter was written to, there was a group of people that had said yes to Jesus, and when they did that, um, they joined what was known as the way, and when they joined the way, and they were following Jesus, at the start, everything was great. At the start, everything was comfortable. At the start, everything was, it, it didn't have a high cost to it. In fact, it was growing and there was energy and there was a movement that had started and, and people had signed up for this and joined and, and the community was growing and businesses were growing and, and then something shifted. And the shift was the emperor began to pursue Christians. He began to persecute Christians. And in part of this persecution was if you said yes to the way, you might end up in the Colosseum and you may find yourself face to face with a lion. And you may find yourself face to face with a sword that, that they're looking to behead you because you said yes to the way. You may also find that, that you started to get um, pushed out when it came to a community sense. So, so these Hebrew people said yes to Jesus. Well, now what they started to find was because you were part of the way and you were being persecuted, we didn't want anything to do with you because we don't want to be persecuted. And so the temptation then for these believers 
um, in the book of Hebrews is they, they're, they're going to step back from following Jesus. They're going to step back into what is comfort and safety. They're, they're, they're going to move away from this, this radical movement because it was safer and it was easier to, to resist and it was easier to just, just disconnect. And so the writer of the letter to Hebrews, um, if you read the chapters before, it's pretty repetitive. And he just keeps saying, Jesus is better, fill in the blank. And so he just goes chapter after chapter, filling in the blank, proving that Jesus is the better way. And then he gets to Hebrews 11, and he begins a conversation on faith. And he's trying to encourage this group of people that have begun to go, the cost is too much. I think it's easier if I back away. By the way, if you're going to live by faith, if we're going to live by faith as a community, if we're going to step out and we're going to pursue what God has, there's going to be a cost. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be safe. And and so he encourages them with, with this conversation of faith. So in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the confidence, faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. The, the, the language here, when it, the, the word assurance. I was reading um, a commentary this past week and, and the guy was laying down an argument that I, that I began to go, man, that, that makes a whole lot more sense to me. Because when, when I hear the, the idea of assurance... Um, it just doesn't rally for me with the rest of the, the chapter. And so what this, this guy was saying was, if you change the word assurance and you translate it reality, so it's the reality about what we do not see. Reality is that I live, I live in a state that says that that is real. In this case, we're saying that the unseen, what I don't see, I live today like that is real. I live today like I can see that. That, that, that even though, that even though over here, I, I can't physically lay my eyes on it over here, because faith, by the way, is always about action. Your so will I is about action. It's, it's an action step that God's calling you to. And, and so the reality is when I step here, I step out and say, even though I can't see it today, it's real. And what's fascinating with this whole thing is, is what we find as we go through it, this conversation of faith, we, we could put it this way, that faith is the engine to your Christian life. Amen. That faith is the engine, as a believer, faith is the engine that drives us. And here's what I mean. So last weekend, I'm in Phoenix, and um, I'm driving my car, and I'm in between games. It was a tournament weekend, and so I've coached one. I'm running to the hotel, and I'm running to the next game, and all of a sudden my car starts to make a noise and I can tell it's coming from the engine and I'm not a car guy, right? I, God didn't bless me with mechanic jeans. Um, he blessed my brother with those. So I get on the phone with my brother and I'm like, Hey bro, uh, my car is making a noise. And he goes, well, what kind of noise? So I'm, now I'm trying to explain kind of where in the engine I hear it coming from. And, and he goes, you didn't happen to run it low on oil. Did you? I go, well, it's funny you say that. The light flickered, and so I put oil in it, and I filled it up to the line. Some of you are laughing. You know where this is going. Um, so, so I said I filled it up to the line, and it seemed like the noise was less, um, but it's still there. 
he goes, okay, well, make sure the, the, make sure you check that line, make sure that oil's up to that line. He goes, and then just baby it, um, and get, and get it home. So Sunday comes around and all Saturday, still the noise, but it, it didn't sound as bad. Um, I get on the freeway coming home on, on I-17 and the noise begins to get worse. And I'm like, uh, that's not good. I don't know much about cars, but I know this moment isn't good. And, and, and so I'm driving and, and, and it's getting so bad that I just start to pray, right? Because that's what you do when things get bad. We start to pray. Um, even preachers, that's what we do, right? And so I start praying, God, I just want to get up the hill. If I can make it up the hill, that, that's a win, right? So I'll just take the hill. I don't, I'm not going to ask for too much, right? Um, all of a sudden... Uh, Black Canyon City is a mile ahead. All of a sudden, there's a clunk and something hitting the bottom of the car and smoke and silence. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. I don't know much about cars, but that's not good. Um, So I pull over to the side of the road. There's smoke everywhere. uh, And I was like, okay, I'm on the side of the freeway. I hate that. I wonder if I can make it a mile. I wonder if it'll start. So it starts, which that's a miracle. Car starts. I do 65 with smoke coming off. I got people passing me like, you need a fire extinguisher? I'm like, I think maybe. Um, Get off the road. I'm on a dirt road on the side. And there's smoke bellowing out of it. And wouldn't you know it that a car pulls up behind me? Pastor John, do you need a ride? (laughs) It's like a church tracking device or something like that. Um, but, but here's the thing. If you saw me 20 minutes later, sitting on the side of the road, you wouldn't think anything was wrong because to look at my car, you have no idea that it won't move. But you see that car was designed to have an engine in it to power it. You were designed as a believer to have an engine that powers you forward. And it's called faith. And a whole lot of us, and there's times in my life I'm here, but a whole lot of us choose not to function by faith. And essentially we are a car on the side of the road that is as good as dead because we are not using the energy to drive us. We're not using the engine, which is faith to drive us forward in life. You were designed as a believer, as a follower of Jesus. This so will I life is the life that you were designed for. That somewhere along the way, I don't know when we got into safety and that this is better to collect and close our arms and and just circle the wagons. But I, I don't know about you, but if you notice that dead people leave their stuff behind, I don't mean that. I don't mean that crass. I don't. I don't mean to belittle that. But it is a reality that somehow we seem to live in the reality that that's not true. We seem to live in the fact that I just keep amassing stuff. The problem is the stuff stays because it was never about the stuff. And somehow along the way, we get caught up in this logic of